This episode of Nomad Athlete Radio is brought to you by Aptive. Aptive produces audio-based workouts created by certified personal trainers available through a mobile app. New members get 30% off an annual membership. Visit aptive.com slash nomeat. That's A-A-P-T-I-V dot com slash nomeat. Hi, this is Hope. This is Kareem. Hi, this is Katie from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to Nomeat Athlete Radio. Doug, in my house, it is a big day today, not because the Nomad Athlete Radio podcast returns, <laughs> but because the World Cup kicks off. It is you the that? first day of the World Cup. I did yeah. know that. Yeah. Quite exciting. And uh, of interest to you, I'm sure, is that, that the North American partnership or whatever won the won the World Cup in eight years from now? I know. That's pretty cool. It's, uh, and I love that, you know, with everything going on between the U.S. and Mexico and Canada, it's nice to see we're all kind of coming together for this. Is there, are there, I don't know anything that's going on between the three countries. Oh, I thought they were our friendly neighbors to the north and south. <laughs> well, we're building a wall between the... Us in the South and uh, fighting, starting a trade war with the North. So Ah, okay. Well, then good. Glad soccer can unite everybody. Yeah, you know, soccer. Well, who are you, who are you rooting for? Now, you know, I've been, I've been really kind of torn with the U.S. out with of the, the U.S. Out, I know. Out of the so, like, who, who are you invested in? So my lovely wife, Erin, went to Las Vegas a few weeks ago, weekends ago, and uh, Holden and I phoned in some bets. So he has Spain and I have Argentina and uh, they they pay some solid payouts if they win because there have been the whole thing. Oh, so win the whole thing. Yes. So that's kind of who we are rooting for then. All right. Well, there you go. Spain and Argentina. Yeah. Not. I mean, they, well, Argentina has Messi, which is just a fun player to watch. And Spain, uh, we like Spain because we went to Spain and just kind of into that. So that's all we got right now. I mean, there's uh, we like all the teams. To be honest, <laughs> we want all the teams to win. <laughs> we want all the teams to win. Yes, but now I'm looking forward to it. It's fun. Uh, just it's a nice, nice beginning to the summer, which has just hit here with uh, the kids being out of school. So quite exciting, quite relaxing, nice time. But that's not our most exciting news of the whole podcast. The most exciting news, I think, Doug, more than the World Cup, <laughs> is that uh, we have a viral sensation you know, on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you're, I would say you're sweeping the nation. I, you know, well, I think I've swept the nation. Yes. I, think <laughs> out. I think it's come and gone. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of sad. You know, both of us spend a lot of time trying to uh, put together some uh, hits on the <laughs> internet, <laughs> you know, whether that be in podcast or blog form on Nomad Athlete or Record Runner. And, uh, and it turns out all you need to do is wait for a giant flood to happen in your town. <laughs> And then go for a run on a golf course, and when you see that there's all this water bubbling up, or like, uh, uh, what would you even say, like, building up underneath the grass, film it for about 15 seconds, and then you'll go viral. Millions of people will see it. <laughs> yeah, this is this is funny to me because uh, I saw the video when you made it. Aaron Aaron showed me it on your I don't know if it was your Facebook or something, but she's look what Doug did on his run today, and I saw your hand on the golf course, like the turf. Uh-huh. pressing on it and it would there were like waves emanating yep. from, from it was your like it's like picture a waterbed but you know like underneath the grass I yeah that's, that's exactly what it was like it was like a waterbed with the grass on top uh-huh. uh so she showed me that and then a week later probably maybe even maybe even 10 days later we were, i was talking about the floods to someone because the soccer field's all flooded the the soccer yeah, complex right. was under mm-hmm. 10 feet of water for a couple of days and uh that has delayed like the seasons and all this other stuff so i was talking to someone about it and they said yeah, did you see that uh, the video of the golf course? And so when I when I heard that, I said, "Yeah, I saw that." Because then I realized I didn't say my friend shot that. 
I thought, okay, Aaron must have messed up, or I must have misheard, and it wasn't that Doug shot the video. It was just that, it, you know, it, it it was he shared it, or <laughs> that there were a bunch of these and they were just all over the place and everybody had them, and it was just that. so I, I thought nothing of it then. I just thought that you had shared a golf course video, and then I saw you and Andrew the a couple days ago at Highland Brewing, mm-hmm. and uh, you guys mentioned your your you going viral. <laughs> and and it turns out that, that that the guy mentioning it was actually talking about your video, yeah, which I didn't realize had had gone not just through Asheville, but but apparently through the whole country, right? Yeah, it was it was this weird thing, you know. I shot this silly little video, and I put it up on on my Facebook, thinking you know a couple people would get a kick out of it. And before I know, it's like sharing all over town, and like I, you know, I, I thousands of shares around locally, and I was like, wow, this is kind of taking off. And then uh, I wake up the next morning and. CBS and NBC and, uh, you know, I think ultimately it was on the Weather Channel and MSNBC. All these people were approaching me to, to use the, the video and it just, it just like blew up. Uh, and it, even like my uncle who um, was staying at like a Hampton Inn in some random place saw, uh, was like eating breakfast in the lobby and looked up and the video was like on, on the news <laughs> on the TV. And, uh, That's yeah, funny. It was funny, man. It was, it was like this kind of really really funny it's funny like you know you just uh you capture a little moment that you think is kind of unique and uh and it just explodes on the internet now it's wild it is crazy i was i was thinking about i was as you kind of joked about like we we've tried for 10 years to make viral content or Uh not maybe we don't really try to make it viral. we just try to make good content but not once have we had something that went like that at all not even close Mm. um I guess I guess the flip side is that, like you said, that it just burns out really quick. When right. it, when it gets popular that quick, usually it means it goes that quickly too. Sure. Uh, but still, that that's really neat. And uh, <laughs> let's not neglect to mention that you that you managed to cash in on the opportunity being an enterprising <laughs> young man. I did. I did. I, uh, I you know, I, I, in addition to being approached by all the news networks, there's companies out there that know that you're going to be approached by all the news networks and uh, we'll manage that for you and, and get you paid for it, <laughs> which is just pretty cool because they're, they're all making money on it, right? So why not why not you make a few bucks too? Yeah, there you go. And as we joked, you should have, if only you could have known, you could have put all kinds of Nomad Athlete radio <laughs> I know. ads in there. There would have been just Nomad Athlete stickers everywhere. Active active ads could have been all in oh, there. Man, I could, oh, man. We could have. How many 1499 so subscriptions would they get? <laughs> yeah. So many, it would have been huge. But had you know, that's the thing is you just that's that's probably why the things we make don't go instantly viral like that. Is I think you just you can't you can't really force a viral right. No, thing, you can't. Right? If you could, like, then everybody would do it, and then it wouldn't be viral because it wouldn't be right. You know, it's just it. There's uh there's something when you watch a little video like that. There's something kind of uh, attractive about the raw rawness of it. Yep. You know, I didn't yeah. even, I was like kicking myself because I filmed it and I filmed it vertically instead of in landscape, which mm-hmm. is like a huge no-no when you're, when you're oh, really? filming something. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, you, you, everybody wants to watch it like full screen, uh, not right, like right. up and down, you know, with like the blurry things on the side. And I just wasn't thinking, you know, because I thought maybe a hundred people would see this max and, uh, right. And, and then, you know, and then it was on, it was on, on the news, like vertically. And I was like, just kicking myself. <laughs> <laughs> Did you watch America's Funniest Home Videos when you were a kid? Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> that, was, that was such a good show, and it's out. I mean, it still happens. I think. Yeah, it's I called think America's it. Funniest Videos now, uh, and it's just way different. 
uh, but I just, I don't know. My kids watched it the other day. I don't know how they found it or what channel, but somehow they got it. Maybe it was on, no, it was on YouTube. They were watching it on YouTube somehow. <laughs> and it just it was just the same thing. People falling all over fences and their pants fall down. <laughs> <laughs> and then you never know which ones were faked by people. And uh-huh. it's just funny. It was kind of the original, well, not the original, but one of one of the early days of cashing in on uh, either fake or authentic right. video that you have <laughs> <Right>. to capture. <laughs> Did they like it? Did the kids? Yeah, they loved it. It was great. That's funny. Yeah. Oh, good old wholesome television. Without, I don't know who the host is. It's not Bob Saget anymore, obviously. It's uh, maybe that guy from Dancing with the Stars, whatever his name is. I don't know. I don't either. But. All right. Anyway, I guess on to talk about real things. Well, one more, one more kind of fun <laughs> okay. thing here. <laughs> I got fun things too, but they're and they're but they're slightly more related to our topic. All right. What what, what do you have that's fun? Well, <laughs> yeah, I gotta congratulate uh, your wife on running a half marathon. Good. That was one of mine. That's one. Okay. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yes, she ran a half marathon in Asheville with her friend. Uh, Christy, and it was her first race of that distance since we have had uh, kids. So eight years plus since she's done. I think she did a marathon about a year maybe before that, before we had our son. And uh, she ran she ran like a 10 miler or so, maybe a couple years after having kids. But this was her first half marathon back, and uh, it's you know it was kind of a long long road back. She had to deal with a lot of blisters and IT band stuff, but she got it done. Had a little bit of problems during the race with her IT band. But uh, very, very good to see her back running. And she going to keep it up? She is going to keep it up. Yeah, she put in a lot of mileage for this race. She was, I mean, I think with a typical half, a typical like getting back to half marathon, you would you would probably only do one 11-mile run, not go beyond that. But she did two of those and several 10s and a bunch of like seven milers during the week, which is what I did during my 100-mile training. I was telling her, I was like, you really could turn this mileage into a marathon if you if you wanted. Like you're not that far from there. Given right. that you're doing sevens in the week, a couple of days back to back, even so, um, it was all very good, and she's going to keep doing it. She got to figure out some shoe issues and figure out some some feet stuff. But anyway, that's good. Um, must it played a role certainly in in my doing a few running workouts and getting back into it. So that's good. I don't have any race plans or anything, but have been doing some nice speed workouts and things, and I'm enjoying that. Cool. And that's big news, actually. I mean, well, both of them are big news, of course, but. Right. For you I've to get back into your running workouts, I think that's great. It is. I think maybe we'll talk about it in an episode uh, one upcoming. It's it's fun, interesting, and different because I I have no race plans at all right now. Not really even a desire to do a race. Um, but I haven't really, I haven't ever really consistently run without having a race goal. So it's it's just kind of I'm just doing it to feel good and in shape. And I kind of like that. There's no commitment at all with it, and no day do I have to run. I just just do it when I feel like it, and I'm actually doing it. So. That's we will great. see how that goes, but uh, learning all the time. All right, other other fun thing is, I we got an air fryer. <laughs> you, know, you know how we <laughs> talked about that a few, few episodes ago, oh, a long time ago, a year ago. I maybe vaguely. I think with Stephanie on, we talked about air fryers and uh, instant pots yeah. and any uh-huh. other Kindle ebook sensation. Right. Um, you have an instant pot, right? We have an instant pot. Never have really loved it. It's been okay. Uh, okay. I don't see what the, all the hype is about, but the air fryer we got. I got Aaron's birthday was yesterday. Got her a nice air fryer because she really wanted that. And it turns out it's also an oven and a dehydrator and all this this giant countertop unit that that replaces lots of other things. Uh, but <laughs> your oven, we, it replaces your oven if you wanted to. Yeah, I mean it replaces a toaster oven clearly. Wow, it replaces a dehydrator. Perhaps it does that. Uh, it's a nice stand-in for a microwave, which we don't have because it has a reheat setting. 
that uses you know con- sort of a similar convection as the air fryer does to reheat things. And anyway, we just we just air fried tons of things yesterday. We just put anything in there, and it all turned out really good. Uh, like chickpeas got up nice and crispy and good. Plain old asparagus and mushrooms. It it did, it, all, it made them seem like they were kind of grilled. Huh. And then and then we got a little oh corn whole corn cobs get they look like they're like uh, I guess grilled, but you know we stick them in a fire and they get all brown and good. Yeah. So we did that. And so, then, uh, how does it? So, is it actually frying something? I mean, obviously, no, there's no, no it, oil, you right? You don't need to use oil. You can use oil. We didn't put it on any of those things. You can uh, spray the stuff with oil, or you know, even even toss it in it if you want. It just gets it gets very hot. I, but I think, I mean, because you can change the temperature. So a lot of what we were doing was on 400 degrees, which isn't any hotter than most ovens get. Um, right. But it, it says like super convection setting. So I don't know. I think the air is just circulating really quickly or something so that it never has a chance to cool around the food. I don't know. I don't know how it works. But it's not frying. It's just very hot moving air. And somehow it crisps it up nice. Makes it delicious. Uh, the best thing we did The best thing we did was spring rolls. I found a recipe for those. And so that was more work. You had to like saute cabbage and broccoli and carrots and then wrap them in rice paper. But then those... Just the lightest brushing of oil, and I don't think you have to do it. You put that in, and they come out like they're deep fried, and they were delicious and really good. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's so, so wild. The air fryer craze is worth checking out. They're, like You can get cheap air fryer only that don't do all the other stuff for, I think, $50, $80 maybe. Okay. And uh, I think I think they're legit. I think it's, I think it's, there's something to you this air fryer craze. It's real, huh? It's like a too-good-to-be-true kind of thing. It's, <laughs> it's like the infomercial dream. When you're watching people watch with the amazing discoveries, remember that good show? Oh yeah, <laughs> where, where it's just every every new thing they uncover about the thing is like that's amazing, and there seems to be no drawback whatsoever. <laughs> and that's how that's how it seems right now. So I'm sure eventually we'll find out that if somehow it's just as unhealthy as when you fry it. Yeah, the air gets toxic. But for now, for now, it's too good to be true. So that well, that's cool. That's that's exciting here. It does. Uh... So, you know, I'm, like, picturing you guys just walking through your kitchen, like, picking out food. Just finding I wonder what this yeah. <laughs> Bananas. You know, like, like, people throw, you know, in the deep fryers, people throw, like, Oreos and... Right, Yeah, Snickers bananas bar. and, like, we, yeah, Snickers bar, all <laughs> right. kinds of crazy stuff. <laughs> Were you guys doing that? We haven't tried anything like that. Like, the, a limitation, I think, is that if, it, if the thing can melt, then it's not going to uh, work. Right. Yeah, okay. Which isn't quite the same as with, with the other thing. Although, you know what? I guess you could put breading or, or batter around your melting thing, and then uh-huh. as long as that hardens first... We didn't do that yet, but uh, that would be a good idea. What I want to try is <laughs> buffalo cauliflower. Oh. Uh, oh, I have one more. This is one more side note before we get into the actual content. I love fried cauliflower. Do you? Oh, my God. It's my then favorite. you will like this. So I bought. I was in Barnes & Noble the other day uh-huh. up in Maryland, and I bought you know, on their discount rack. They had a $10 cookbooks rack where it was all the – you know how they kind of have those, those books that they're trying to get rid of yeah. often? And so they had that. <laughs> And it was uh, America's Test Kitchen. I think it's called Vegan for Everyone. And I was not expecting it to be that great because usually when those big brands try to tackle vegan cooking, it just, I don't know, it just doesn't turn out that well. But America's Test Kitchen, for whatever reason, I like the way they are scientific about things. Mm -hmm. And each recipe has an explanation for why it works and why it's good. And I got the book because it was 10 bucks. And every recipe in it has been fantastic and amazing and so different from the other vegan cookbooks that I have. It's just they, they really did take normal food. The best one is Baja-style like fish tacos, but they're not fish. It's cauliflower 
that you fry in like a panko and coconut flake uh, crust, mm-hmm. and then you put them on tacos with this mango salsa thing. They're delicious. It's just so good. And huh. now, now I want to air fry them instead oh. of just baking them. And uh, yeah, so buffalo cauliflower also is, is works that way, and some other cauliflower that you can fry up deliciously. I dig it. That sounds delicious. Yeah. So anyway, get the America's Test Kitchen Vegan for Everyone book if you're listening to this. It's, it's such a good one. I will check it out. And then and throw, in, throw, in the Nomi yeah, throw in the Nomiathic cookbook on Amazon. <laughs> yeah. Get that with it. When you... Right. Because Barnes & Noble is not trying to get rid of that book. They, <laughs> they value that one. Sure. I don't actually know that they do because I go in sometimes and they don't have it. What? But some, some do, some don't. Huh. Maybe just hard to keep in stock. Yeah, that's right. She's Keep flying off the shelf. Yeah. <laughs> I got one more thing. Okay. Then we get... <laughs> Maybe we should just end the episode after a few more of these yeah, things. And just we'll updates. Yeah. Well, I feel like you and I, I mean, you and I met a couple times. So it was very work-focused. And, uh... Oh, yeah. We have that to update people on, too. Yeah, of course. All right, so what do you have? What's I'm, going cam- I'm going camping for the first time with Eliza. Oh, yeah? This weekend. Yep. That's fun. You, I can, you can probably hear her in the background so excited already. I do hear her. I do hear it. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. Have you, so you haven't done that yet? No, it's our first uh, first family camping trip, um, and I'm I'm excited about it. She, I mean, she loves being in the woods. Like I'm not worried about that at all. I'm, you know, right. a little bit nervous about the the nighttime. Yeah, um, right. And how that how that's gonna go? But I think it's gonna be. I think she's gonna love it. I think she's gonna have a blast. And I'm, you know, I used to camp all the time. When I lived in D.C., we would camp literally two times a month, probably uh-huh. during summer and fall. Right. Um, and less so when we moved up here, but you know, I just I, I love camping and I haven't gone in eighteen months, so I'm excited. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. I guess then because of, because of the baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of the baby. It's actually been much longer than that. Wow. Come to think of it. So So um, you gonna have any plan to keep her out of the fire or uh come wandering <laughs> off? I guess you just keep an eye on her. Yeah, we'll just keep <laughs> just probably I mean I was thinking probably about do that, what like we normally do. sort of set up or yeah. tie her to the picnic table sort of no, deal. Playpen. No. Playpen is nice. A nice little cage. Mm-hmm. So we're going with some friends who aren't vegan, uh, but we're in charge of dinner one night and they are as well. What what would what, what do you like to cook up for uh camping Ooh. vegan dinners? Because you you guys go camping quite a bit. Yeah, we do we do. Um we haven't that much recently, but I think we did once or twice last summer. Uh, you know what? I don't I mean I have another this gives me another thing idea to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> we really should scrap the whole plan for that episode. <laughs> Just... <laughs> All right. Um, so what we I usually bring now is is the field roast vegan hot dogs, which are uh-huh. which are junk food. And I am on a I'm on a crusade to let people know that stuff is junk food. Uh, I don't I don't like how they they and other brands are positioning that stuff as the healthy alternative. I don't really think it is, and I mean it's it's healthier and more humane certainly. And might help people become vegan, but as we've talked about before, I don't think it's a good thing for this movement that so much food that is not healthy anymore is so easy to get. Because uh, mm-hmm. it kind of kind of ruins one of the huge benefits, the sort of what's in it for me benefit uh, of this diet. So anyway, that's a, that's a, um, a diatribe. Is that the right word, Doug? A digression for sure. I don't even know what a diatribe is. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know how to answer that. <laughs> uh, it's a digression. Anyway. So we bring that. The Field Rose hot dogs, they're just fun. They're not the worst thing in the world. Uh, I wish they had a little more fatty richness to them, but they're okay. So we usually bring that. Um, you know what else is good, though, that people don't often do is just put a bunch of vegetables 
in tinfoil. Like chop mm-hmm. up onions, mushrooms, red bell peppers, maybe a little bit of seasoning if you want, and then like some either homemade or store-bought Italian dressing and just put that on the vegetables a little tiny bit and put them in the fire and it's just it's just good. It just turns out to be really good. That's what we're going to do actually. That was the plan. Yeah. Yep. That and we were going to have uh you know tasty bites. No, I don't think so. I think that's what they're called. It's like uh it's like an Indian packaged food. Yeah. Okay. That most of them are vegan. They're they're often at veg fest. Oh, you see them? I do have yeah, it's not called tasty bites though. It's not called tasty bites. I don't think so. <laughs> What's tasty bites? I don't it's nothing. <laughs> well it should be something. It's a pretty good name. <laughs> um Yeah, probably no, not. You're right, Doug. Tasty bite. There it is. Tasty yep. bite, yeah. Well they have they have a like a jasmine rice that we that we we're gonna get to uh-huh. accompany with the vegetables because like it's all you don't even have to cook it up you just right. literally little... like heat it and uh, uh and coming that with a bunch of vegetables and some beans and a big pouch and throw it in the fire but you don't but the tasty bite packages as i recall you would put the whole pack in a microwave back in the early days yeah days. or you can put it in a pot of boiling water oh okay like the whole pack right pot of boiling water. okay yeah so it is tasty bite good for you doug getting that i stand corrected <laughs> well that's a good idea um Potatoes, I try sometimes, and they they don't always work out with camping. They just they just take too long to cook, mm-hmm. and you, they're just I don't know. I guess if you chop them all up, but good. Do you know? So one one more question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they're gonna want some protein. Those those uh, friends of yours. Yeah, I know, I know. There's well, there's gonna be some beans in the. I think what we're gonna do is add some like chickpeas in there, but okay. I don't know if that's gonna satisfy everybody. <laughs> they might run out of energy. Later. <laughs> they might. <laughs> Their muscles might decay. <laughs> So, so we should probably bring some field roast yeah. hot dogs and sausages go. to you. Yep. Um, uh, you know those. You know, you know those uh, uh, biscuits that uh, that you know you like pop in a tin and yeah. throw them in the oven. Yep. I forget what they're called. Um, do Pillsbury? I don't know. Pillsbury. Yeah. What? So what we used to do is uh, as a kid when I was growing up is you'd take one, you'd wrap it around like a thick stick. And slowly roast it over the fire, and that would be your breakfast. And they were freaking delicious. My favorite wow. part about camping, I just loved it. Yeah, but uh, now I can't eat those. Do you know if there's if there's a vegan version of those? There has to be. I, I would imagine that there does have to be. I don't. I don't know of one. I haven't thought about those things in forever. But uh, yeah. that they were delicious, even when you weren't camping. Mm-hmm. And that sounds like a great idea. And I'm sure. You, I mean, there's no reason you could you couldn't make that with uh, vegan buttery shortening or whatever. Instead of the real thing. Well, I'm sure that they have butter in I know that they have butter in them. Yeah, I'm saying you could... I'm, there's no oh, reason oh, the company oh, couldn't oh, come out and could, make them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. They were so good. You'd just, like, throw some jelly or right. something in the middle, and, oh, man, yeah. that's so good. Hmm. And then, uh, speaking of vegan things, you get your Dandy's marshmallows from Whole Foods? <sighs> you know, we haven't got any marshmallows. I'm not a big s'mores guy. You know what I am? A s'mores guy without the chocolate. If you just roast marshmallows and put them on graham crackers, okay, they're really good. Interesting. The chocolate ruins it for me. I don't know why. It's just it's just too much richness or something. Uh huh. Or the tiniest amount. But I, melt, I just don't like warm chocolate in general. Like chocolate chip cookies, I like them with minimal chocolate chips. Do hmm. not like big half melted chunks of chocolate in the cookie. It's just it's just a weird taste. I feel like it's kind of good on its own, but I don't like it mixed with other things. Yeah. Anyway, um, 
yeah, do that. I mean, if you're gonna do, if you're gonna do marshmallows, because marshmallows aren't vegan typically, people don't always know that. But Whole Foods, Trader Joe's sell the vegan versions. Yeah, and um, graham crackers. You they're they. The Nabisco ones are are junky enough that they're vegan without even trying to be. They <laughs> just have just manufactured food. Yeah. All right. So my uh, last thing is related to this. Um, okay, let's hear it. I forgot. About, I had a Beyond Burger the other day. Have you had Beyond Burger yet? Oh, the uh, like the the one that everyone's talking about. I don't. That's what I don't know. Because I had a Beyond. I got Beyond Burgers at Ingles the other day, and it was very dis- dissatisfying. It was very. It was called the Beyond Burger. Disappointing. It was called the Beyond Burger, but it wasn't. You know, like everyone's been talking about this Beyond okay. Burger. That's amazing. The Impossible Burger is the one that bleeds. Oh, uh, that's the okay. real. That's the real thing that some people don't like, um, because they don't like the bleeding aspect. And I can understand why you wouldn't. Anyway, my uh, my experience with the Beyond Burger was much different than yours. I had it. We bought it because we were going to uh, the Asheville City Soccer Games, which I told you, Doug, you need to go to. We uh-huh. went to that. We didn't have a lot of time. So I stopped at Ingles on the way home from wherever I was and got a four-pack of these Beyond Burgers. Again, they're vegan junk food. I don't don't recommend eating it. Um, but I just wanted it. I just wanted to try it. And I thought they were really, really good. I, I mean, they... Erin didn't like it because she said it was. it just tasted too much like meat to her. She thought it was too greasy, seemed too mm. much like a real hamburger, and she didn't like it. For that reason, I thought it was good for that reason. But... <laughs> We all kind of felt a little bit sick afterwards. Just I don't know, just a lot of grease. But uh, man, I thought that was really good. I was I was quite impressed by how impressed? good that was, and I thought that'd be a great camping food if you, or a cookout type food. But you didn't like it, huh? Yeah. Well, you know, maybe did you do put anything on it? Did you grill it or did you? No, do, I put, put it in it? a cast iron skillet and uh, uh-huh. put some mustard and pickles and lettuce on there. See, I just it for me it turned really dry and uh, kind of hard. Wow, that didn't happen at all, Toss. Would you microwave it or something? No, I'd put it in the... <laughs> no, I put it on the grill. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. I don't I know. I even why. put some of that uh, coconut cheese on top, right? which, I, which yeah. I don't buy very often, but I was like, I'm, like, I'm going to have this amazing burger experience, and it was just a total letdown for me. Hmm. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't let that be your final decision about it. Because okay. it sh- I don't think it should be dry like that. Okay. And like I said, I didn't grill mine. Grilling, you could I could see the juice leaking out over over the course of grilling it, but I don't, you know, I would think. All right, I'm gonna try the cast iron next time. I'm gonna okay. give it. I'm gonna give it one more go. Okay. Yeah, have you it was good. Tried the it was possible burger. Have you? No, I have not tried that. Do you I'd have any interest too. in doing that? that? I think it's cool to try the stuff and see how close they can get to the real thing. Yeah. I don't. I know we speak. We're talking about um, field rows. I think they're doing a campaign that is like, do we really need a burger that bleeds because mm-hmm. they're sort of uh, competing yep. which is sort of interesting and i think a lot of people do have that perspective and i kind of agree do we really need a burger like i don't i don't need that to be but if it tastes like tastes more like the real thing i think that'd be interesting yeah i don't know like i said this is a whole big decision we actually should make this an episode one day we should have ray on and uh talk about this topic because i think it is quite interesting this this debate about whether this is any good for the movement or not all this food right because I... so many people it, it lets so many people makes this diet accessible to so many people. So that's a huge plus who would not have considered it before. Um, and and from compa- even from compassion reasons, it sounds like that is perfect, right? If you're not worried about health, if we're just thinking about animals being happier and not right. hurt. But even that, I think, 
gets undermined by this on health. Because I think the health thing is what's going to make it, or, or if it if it becomes a mainstream, popular, huge movement, the health thing is going to be a huge motivator in there, along with the economic and environmental thing. But the health thing more than compassion. And if it turns out in 15 years, all the big population studies say, well, vegan diets aren't any healthier than other ones, and it's because everyone's eating this junk, then there's going to be a backlash, and everybody's going to go back to eating whatever mm-hmm. they want. And it's a good it's point. It's going to be good. It was not it's my, it's Ray's the one who gave me that perspective, and I oh, think he's right. Ray I think it was <laughs> okay. all Matt Frazier. Yeah, it's all me. Point. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, I even saw that, uh, like, White Castle, you know, uh-huh. the, they even have the impossible or the beyond or in one of those <laughs> fake burgers now that you can get them in like slider things and and like that you know my first reaction was oh my god that's so cool that white castle has a vegan burger right uh but then i was like it's still white castle <laughs> <laughs> right. you know? like you know that's junk and terrible food oh yeah it's it is it's awful yeah but so i tell you who it's good for Who's it good for? <laughs> People who are already right. vegan, who eat health food almost all the time, uh-huh. and want that little, you're exactly little right, dipping their toe back in They're the waters. Go into a Nashville soccer game, right? And just want a good burger? It's great. So it's great for us. Yep, but not go good for the home. In... Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree with you. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I can see how it's good to like introduce people, but you know, but then they're going to be disappointed when they realize that like, not all vegan food tastes like. Real meat, you know. <laughs> right, right. I guess they'll be disappointed. I don't know. Yeah, it tastes better. <laughs> tastes better. Okay, so before we talk about the new direction of the podcast, which is really something we wanted to cover at the beginning, but here we are, thirty minutes in. Uh, let's let's pause for a minute to thank our sponsors. This episode of No Meat Athlete Radio is brought to you by Aptive. Aptive produces audio-based workouts created by certified personal trainers available through a mobile app. Aptive makes the highest quality training available to everyone with a carefully selected group of certified personal trainers that guide you through every workout. The trainers have a wide array of personalities and offer a variety of classes and levels, from just starting out to advanced, to keep you engaged with your program over time. There are even over 30 classes added to the app each week. Now, we've mentioned before that I've used Aptive for strength workouts a few times, but Recently, I've been testing out the running workouts as well, which is pretty cool. If you're in a funk with your plan and need to mix things up, just throw in the app. They have a variety of speed workouts and interval runs, treadmill workouts, and even race-specific workouts for 5Ks all the way up to the marathon. It can be pretty fun to have a coach in your ear telling you exactly when to push and when to pull back. Subscriptions start at $14.99 build monthly or $99.99 for an annual membership. For a limited time, new members get 30% off an annual membership, which is just $69.99 for the whole year of unlimited workouts. Visit aptive.com slash no meat. That's A-A-P-T-I-V dot com slash no meat. All right. Well, Doug, let's uh, let's get into our our plans for this podcast. Yes. <laughs> for, which, <laughs> which I think is going to be our last thing. And then I think we're not going to do the content we have planned. We'll do that next time. Yeah. So... so <laughs> Which kind of goes against our plan for the podcast. I know. But hey, it happened naturally, and I think that's good. Yeah. It shows that there's some energy. Maybe. There is. We're excited. I'm excited. I Are you do. excited? I'm really excited. So here's what happened, if anyone listening. we, we In coming back, we, t- we took a month-long break. Dur- at the beginning, our, and our reason was the truth, we said we're kind of feeling, uh, we didn't say we were feeling burnout, but we just were uninspired. It kind of felt like a chore to get the episodes done, and 
we said we need a little bit of reset and to figure out what we are going to do differently because we don't want to just keep going down this path and have the podcast gradually get harder and harder to do and I'm sure get worse and worse to listen to. Uh, so we said we're going to take a break, we're going to reset, and we're going to figure out what we can do that's going to make this interesting. We already had a few ideas, but we wanted to uh, refine them. And for our first episode back, we said, okay, we'll quickly announce those plans. But then, and we knew we had a bunch of updates sort of things just because it had been a month and, you know, funny things happen in a month. Uh, <laughs> but we said, if you were a listener and it was the first episode back, you'd want a content. You would, it would just sort of feel like an excuse, like, uh, like we really didn't have anything if we just came back and just did a bunch of updates. So anyway. <laughs> but that's uh, exactly what we did. That is exactly what we did, but we didn't plan to. And so that's right. That's, that's maybe a good thing. I don't know. What, what we were going to do was one, one of the things that we decided we were going to do. Well, let me, we have, a th- I would say, a three-pronged approach to uh, the future <laughs> of Nomad Athlete Radio. Prong one. Prong one is we realized that the podcast has been around. We've been knowing it, Doug, you and I now uh, since, I, I mean, four or five houses ago for me, which has been <laughs> yeah. probably five years. Uh, yeah. Here, 2000, I think it was 2013, I believe. Probably. That sounds right. It so, might have been, mean, it might have been 2012 that we we did that little practice recording in that in my old house. We did a practice recording? We did a practice recording. Remember it was so awkward. We we had never done them in person. Oh yeah. <laughs> Do you remember? <laughs> and it was like so weird to be sitting in a room doing uh-huh. this. Yeah, that's right. I totally remember that. Anyway, yeah, it was uh I was on episodes in 2012. Okay. So 6 years. Close coming up on 6 years. 6 years, 200 and 30-some episodes. Yeah. I bet you can count on two hands the number of people who were listening then who are still listening now. <laughs> right? I mean, this is just how, how the, like you said with the internet, right? Things things come, the, the, the internet lets things get popular now, but it, people come and go, as they should. The internet, there's tons of stuff out there. So mm-hmm. now certainly there are some people who have gotten into the podcast recently and gone back and binged on all the old ones. Uh, I feel sorry for you if you did that because they're... The earliest ones are really, really bad. Uh, but we just figured... So when we try to come up with topics, we're like, well, we can't talk about protein. We've already done that. Can't talk about um, the the typical day in our diet because we've already done that. Can't really talk about... I don't know. Uh, <laughs> well, we have other topics, right, Doug? <laughs> it's actually the only two topics we've ever covered. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, no, there's there's running there's running camps there's marathon and preparedness there's ultra marathon there's first ultra marathon there's, there's right all these topics all kinds of vegan you know things that we didn't wish we had known type episodes yes so we we, we in trying to come up with new ideas we say no we can't do that because we already did that but then we realized we did it five years ago and even if everyone had heard that episode uh our perspectives have changed so much it might have changed tremendously in that amount of time like the way that sure. I just sort of handle, and not just with, with food, but with running as well. Uh, I don't know. You just get older. You get, I don't know if wiser is the right word, but you certainly get more experience and more perspective, and that changes the way you look at things. So uh, I don't know. I, I guess I am no longer afraid to go to- just totally revisit topics. Not not in the sense of like, let's go back and listen to that episode, and let's hear what we said to make sure we don't say that again. But just, right. I mean, just from scratch, just say, hey, we're going to do a new episode about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I wasn't even vegan for the first half of the Right. The podcast. Yeah. Right. So that was the first thing. We said, let's not be afraid to take these, the topics that we know people are interested in and the topics that are timeless enough that they're not, right? It's not, it's, um, our content has never been like, let's talk about the, the newest, latest and greatest craze thing. 
every now and then maybe we'll talk about something like that but not uh, we're not we're not a doug's viral video we did have that right <laughs> otherwise we don't usually talk about the latest and greatest things um yeah. so anyway we're gonna do that we're gonna have way better i think way better topics as a result and mm-hmm. secondly we're gonna be more deliberate about our guest strategy we still want to have guests on this podcast because they add a nice bit of variety um but we i don't know doug if we have ever pursued a guest for this podcast well i'm sure there must have been a time or two where we asked someone to be on but for the most part, and maybe this is a lazy approach, but it, it kind of felt fun. You know what it did? It, it made it feel sort of fresh because when someone would be promoting their new book or their new whatever, they would email around and try to get on our podcast among many others. And, and when it was interesting, we would say yes. And a lot of, most of the time, the vast majority of the time, we said no, uh, just because we didn't want to talk about whatever boring topic somebody wanted to come promote. <laughs> but when it was a friend or someone who we thought would be good, we said yes. So what we're going to do now is start actually picking out guests because i think we've got enough of a, of a catalog of episodes and previous guests that we could get some decent ones and we have certainly have enough downloads we still get a ton of those thank you everyone for downloading our podcast yes. thank you all very, very much yeah whether you listen to them or not just keep keep it on the uh <laughs> keep downloading them that automatic thing whatever that's called subscribe i don't know what they call it the kids are calling it <laughs> oh my goodness oh my goodness you're the yes. worst podcast host ever. <laughs> so, so we get a ton of downloads. So I think we can get uh, some really good guests. And and if we're, if it's anything like I've seen other people do, you you get one guest and then you get another guest because you had that guest, and then it it soon you're interviewing uh, Ed Norton or I don't know who does uh, Tim Ferriss and Rich Roll do. Russell Simmons. Oh no, we already did him. <laughs> and we don't want to interview him. Again. <laughs> no, we do. He was good. He was fun. No, we don't. He's a bad guy. He mentioned No Meat Athlete in uh, another interview I watched him do. He did Lewis Howe's show. Matt, I don't think we want to talk about Russell Simmons. <laughs> what was he? Is he? Uh, is he had a fall from grace, Doug? One of these he things. Ha- he's had a fall from grace. Man, everybody has, huh? Yeah. Well, I could still say he was a good guy on our episode. He was a good episode. It yeah. was an interesting. It was a fun episode. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> what about Mario Batali? Is he can we go into his stuff? I, I don't know. I don't know anything about him. He had, he got the same thing. Did he? Yeah. Oh no. He yeah. It's I don't know. It's hard. All right. Anyway, Russell Simmons did mention No Me Nothing. I thought that was cool. That is cool. Yeah. That is very cool. Yeah. Um. Okay. So anyway, the point is, we'll be more deliberate about guests, and I think we can get good ones. Um. The third prong of our approach, Doug. Third prong is Let's perhaps the most exciting one of all. Yeah. Also the most unknowns around it we don't know quite how it's going to work but we want to have a huge component of nomad athlete radio be video so what that means is we want to we want to record live our actual episodes just film the room get in the same room to do them back like we used to record that which i don't honestly know what's so good about that but i I guess i get it i've i've watched radio shows where you just kind of have the hosts on and on your computer while you're working and you can see them and it's kind of fun so uh we'll do that but more importantly i think much more interesting than that and those will still go up live in audio form as well yes yeah and that, that won't change a bit Not live. i mean i guess yeah what nothing changes there from the listener experience for those because they'll, right. they'll still except that you can watch it on youtube or right you but i'm saying if, but if you're not interested in video oh yeah your your experience doesn't have to change right um the other component though i think is much more interesting and that is that we want to start an actual a YouTube show that is meant to be video. 
uh, where it'll be the typical YouTube kind of thing. I mean, I don't think it's that typical, but but two of us, maybe sometimes with a guest, where we're kind of cooking some food, ha- making a meal, uh, hanging out, probably talking in this normal podcast style where we're just talking about lots of topics that maybe aren't related to the food, but we've still got whatever recipe thing we're talking about making um, to, to just keep coming back to. So I think people will enjoy that. I hope people will enjoy that. Not because it's going to be like, you know, you get these amazing recipes, but I think more that people will get a sense for what kind of food um, you know, we like to make and and how easy it is and really practical, good sort of tips and just kind of see what it's like to be in uh, my, I think we'll do it in my house, so in my family's kitchen and just sort of see, you know, how we do things. But among among those, I think we will do some really fun, good, interesting food, uh, the kind of things that, that I enjoy making. And I'm sure, Doug, you will you will have a few contributions as well. Yeah, I'm really so, excited about this one. This is going to be fun. Me too. I think it's going to be really good. And uh, so we'll put those videos up on YouTube, of course. I don't really know yet if we're going... It'll probably be the same channel as the podcast thing on YouTube, the live podcast uh, video on YouTube. I don't know what's going to happen with the audio side of those live cooking type shows, right? They may turn out to work well as podcast episodes also, in which case they would sort of just be an additional episode each week or two weeks or whatever. Um but I'm not sure if that format's going to translate when there's no video for it. So we will find out about that. But anyway, the point is there will be a video presence uh, of Nomi Athlete in the show, and that uh, I think that's going to be really good. I do too. I'm, I'm quite excited about this this third prong here, and um, and you know I guess we should say that we're we're actively working on it right now. It's not live. We haven't been able to get anything ready to go live yet, but uh, it's coming very soon. <laughs> That's something of a of an understatement there, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't actually filmed anything yet. Let's say it's a concept right now. It's a concept, it's, but it's, it's a concept, a concept that we're that we're <laughs> that we're actively working on. We right? are, we are. That's true. We haven't yeah, ordered any. This isn't yet. an empty kind of idea or anything. No, this is, it's not. We, it is happening. It is, uh, and it's happening soon. And um, and it's happening because we took this break. So thank you all for for giving us this uh, this opportunity. Yes, to... definitely. I'm glad. I'm excited, and uh, and I hope people can sense the energy in this episode. Right? We didn't even get to our topic. Our topic today was going to be um, typical day, kind of what we eat these days. And in that in that topic, I was going to use as a nice way to talk about this seven foods kind of approach that I have adopted over the past two years or so. And uh, much more important, actually, than the seven foods is that it turned into a really nice framework of three meals each day. And if you've listened or if you've downloaded Nomad Athlete content before, or you pay attention to our emails, you've probably seen this. Uh, but I was actually looking forward to the chance to talk about it since it's what most of my live talks are about. Um, and also, Doug, I wanted to hear what you what you do now now with a, a bait, right? Because great example, you didn't have a, a child last time we probably did the what you eat in a typical day episode. And that is true. It just changes true. everything, right? I mean, it doesn't necessarily change what you eat every day, but it changes your life from the bottom up. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if your food changed as well. So anyway, we were going to talk about that today, and I was quite looking forward to it, but it didn't happen we've got it got in other things and that's good we really we didn't have i mean that kind of energy we just weren't feeling before so that's right uh, I think that's very true thing. yeah Damn. this is this is fun i hope uh i hope other people are excited about our new approach which you know it and really is similar to the old approach but with new life and new vigor yes totally yeah should we should we put out an open call for uh auditions for a third co-host i think we should (laughs) (laughs) i don't think we should actually do that we're not really trying to do that but uh we do think it would be really nice to have another voice on here 
yes. now and then. So if anyone's interested, <laughs> just just send as long there. as as long as uh, as long as it's clear to you, Matt, that this is not a way to get me off of. The <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. I'm going to find this awesome co-host <laughs> and then you're going to be like, well, Doug, you know, we've decided to go around a different a direction with the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but we, I, I just have that idea in the back of my mind. I think it'd be nice to add another voice who comes on now and then and just lends a different, uh, perhaps a female perspective. I don't know. Um, yeah. But just someone with a different set of experiences, I think would be would be kind of fun. But I don't think I don't think the way to do it is by asking our audience to please send us an email to audition for the show, because I think <laughs> that would not be that good so maybe it'll yeah. just maybe by putting it out there in the universe it will naturally occur somehow we'll manifest it that we you know katie and i do that oh no you guys do manifesting attraction officially call it manifesting but when when we're uh you know when we're feeling stuck or if we're worried about something or you know job mm-hmm. related or house related or kid related or whatever we just kind of put it out into the world and into the universe and more times than not it comes yeah it it happens how do you put it out like in a uh in a hot air balloon sort of thing no like we just you know we like talk it through and just kind of put it out there instead of thinking about it or kind of i don't know yeah you know worrying about it you know i mean that obviously has a lot of pseudo scientific overtones when you when people start talking and because people i'm not in your way when people start to try to put science behind why that works using quantum physics uh, then it gets <laughs> which is not what katie and i do <laughs> right okay when people try to defend that put that on a good scientific foundation that to me is pseudoscientific i still enjoy reading it sometimes and i and i it actually does get me just you know can kind of help you break you out of a funk or make you feel a little bit excited uh about about thinking more positively and then you then as a result, you think more positively, and maybe that has other good side effects that aren't the same as manifesting the thing that you wanted. But anyway, um, I I do really think that there is some power in getting stuff out of your head, like like writing down a goal uh, or talking to people about your goal. I know there's the accountability thing that comes with it, and there's a discussion about whether that works or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just have, I don't know. I think if it's in your head, it is one thing, and it just exists as, as thought impulses versus if you say it to someone or write it down it just it just takes on some more of a physical existence then and i just think there's something to that becoming Definitely. more like right not not from quantum physics reasons not because thoughts become things but but because when, <laughs> but you, when you actually do, when you say something someone hears it and then you know they, they might say something to someone else and then maybe someone helps you i don't know i just think i think getting things out in the real world is good i agree i completely agree Yes, and and it's it's worked for me, and and I, I hope that it works for others as well. So we're gonna put it out there, into the universe <laughs> that that a third co-host to you know to play some role in the main athlete radio could could be pretty cool. We're gonna put it out there. Yes, would be would be really nice. All right, good. Um, so on that note, I guess Doug, should we wrap it up? Wrap yeah, up. I was our... thinking we jump right into the topic. <laughs> Just <laughs> go for another hour. Yeah. <laughs> No, this is this is this was fun, Matt. I'm I'm excited to be back, and thanks everybody for being patient with us. And uh, to on to chapter three of or season three of No Way Athlete. That's Radio. right, season three is coming up. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to it. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Talk to you next week. Bye bye. All right. Bye. <laughs>